regarding the Russian meteor. Uh, we have with us today NASA expert uh, Dr. Bill Cook. Dr. Cook is the lead for the Meteoroid Environment Office at NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville, Alabama. We also have Dr. Paul Chodes, who is a research scientist in the Near Earth Object Program Office at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, California. Uh, Bill and Paul have a few introductory comments. After their remarks, we will take questions uh, from the media. So, Bill, I will turn it over to you for your introductory comments. Okay, uh, my comments are going to be stuck with regard to the Russian meteor over the gel event. I'll get it right in a minute. Uh, Russia, that occurred approximately 9.20 a.m. Russian time this morning. What we know at this time is as follows. A, a rocket and a small asteroid or large meteoroid, depending on how you want to define it, entered the atmosphere. This rock was about 15 meters in diameter. It was a weight of about 7,000 metric tons. It was moving at 18 kilometers per second. And for those of you who deal with the normal units, it's about 40,000 miles per hour. So it hit the atmosphere above Russia, moving at that speed. It penetrated at a shallow angle, less than 20 degrees. It lasted over 30 seconds in our atmosphere before breaking apart about 20 to 25 kilometers, which is 12 to 15 miles above our surface. When it broke apart, it produced a violent explosion, and there may have been several smaller events as well, in the vicinity of 300 kilotons of energy, which produced a shock wave that propagated down, as well as through the atmosphere, and when it propagated down, the shock wave struck the city below, causing large numbers of windows to be broken, some walls to collapse, and minor damage throughout the city. So, when you hear about injuries, those are undoubtedly due to the effects of the shock wave striking the city and causing walls to collapse and glass to fly, not due to fragments striking the ground. There are undoubtedly fragments on the ground, but as of this time, I know of no fragments that have been recovered and we can verify the certainty. A preliminary orbit for this object indicates it originated in the asteroid belt with a longest uh, distance from the sun about two and a half times Earth distance. And it does appear to be an asteroid in nature. We, um, uh, we are asked the question, well, why wasn't it detected before? And based on this preliminary orbit, the reason it wasn't detected by telescopes on Earth was because it literally came out of the day side of our planet. It was in the daylight sky, and as you know, telescopes can't see things in the daytime. So this object came out of the daylight sky, and as a result, was not detected by any Earth-based telescopes. So that's what we know at this time, and I'm going to pass it over to Paul Jonas and let him talk about the asteroid 2012 DA-14, Plus, anything you might care to add about this event over Russia this morning. Well, good afternoon. What an 
amazing day for Earth objects. Uh, by an incredible coincidence, we have two rare events happening on this very same day with asteroid 2012 DA14 passing very close to the Earth for an asteroid of about uh, 550 meters uh, or um, half a football field in size. And we have a small 15 meter object, which I would call a tiny asteroid, actually hitting. Uh, we are at a shallow angle and creating a, a significant explosion. This is the, um, the largest recorded uh, event since the Tesla explosion in 1908. This was very large for a, uh, for a meteor, uh, meteorite hit or fireball. But let me talk a little about this DA-14. It is already past close approach. We are continuing to uh, track it. I believe we have a, a, a live feed from the Lasaka Observatory, which is the place where it was discovered um, uh, just about a year ago. So we can see the object on the screen, as you can see right now. It's a uh, it's moving. It's a little it's a little streak because of the exposure that's being taken, and it's, a, it's moving quite rapidly for an asteroid. Uh, this is very unusual, and the reason for that is that it's happening so close. Uh, 
uh, every call is a wake-up call. Uh, we've had lots of wake-up calls. How different is it this go-around? And um, what would you testify and what uh, action should be taken by the Congress? Okay, uh, these are rare events, first of all, uh, as I say, once every hundred years. Um, so, so it's not usual, again, to have it on the same day. Um, what I would say is that the asteroid that hit over uh, Russia was a very tiny asteroid. These things are very faint until they get close enough to the Earth to be seen. An asteroid such as this, which approaches the Earth from the daytime side, is virtually impossible to see ahead of time, as telescopes have to, have to look in the nighttime sky to discover asteroids. So, um, we, uh, NASA is the lead agency in the worldwide search for asteroids, and we've done a good job at finding the large-sized asteroids, where about 95% of the population of large asteroids. Um, and we're finding many and many of the smaller ones, but the tiny ones, like the one that hit over Russia, is, uh, they, are, they are very difficult to find. Thank you, Paul. Next question, please. Next question comes from Alan Boyle for NBC News. Hi. Thank you. Um, I guess this is a question for Paul. Uh, relating to DE-14, I realize that uh, really in terms of uh, what the JPL assets are doing, the observations have, are really just beginning right now, but on the basis of the observations that have come in from other facilities, is there anything new you can say about this asteroid, or, or does it really match your expectations in terms of size or characteristics? Anything that uh, you can tell us about? the results of this encounter, I think that would be greatly appreciated. Well, it really is too early to say. Um, all we know right now uh, is that the practice profile was, was approximately matching the PTIC profile, so the size estimates were approximately right. But it's going to take time for us to uh, analyze the data. The, uh, the most important data, immediate data that we'll have is the Goldstone radar images of the asteroid. And those will be taken, um, they're probably starting to be taken right now and in, in, in the next few hours, but uh, we may, and we would expect to have, and hope to have a release, uh, release a picture of the asteroid, uh, but, uh, probably tomorrow. Um, there's very little we can say, uh, health we can say about the asteroid so far. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
this issue is uh, is international in the sense that the um, that uh, if an asteroid should hit, it could hit anywhere on the Earth. So, uh, and especially if you talk about deflecting an asteroid sometime in the future, could we deflect an asteroid? These issues are being discussed. There are political uh, implications of, of deflecting an asteroid. Let's say we have a senior warning on it, and uh, and and we're able to deflect it enough so that it will miss the Earth. Well, as you change the trajectory of an asteroid, the place where it could hit could the boom might not move entirely off the Earth because of uncertainties or whatever. These are questions and issues that need to be addressed in, on the international stage. But how about the teacher? Are you getting any reports? I am not getting any reports. Okay. Uh, asteroid is easy to ground against the 